the, the more content you write, the sooner you cover. I'm a big fan of topic clusters. The sooner um, you cover a topic cluster, you move on the next one. So you build topical authority, which is, I think, very important uh, for both users and, and, and Google, right? We all strive for more nowadays, more traffic, more revenue, more growth. In this never-ending battle for more, it's easy to forget what's important. So what is important? Building real relationships with real humans and trying to be better each day without caring quite so much about getting more. After all, by building real and meaningful relationships, you'll have way more than you ever need. The SaaS SEO Show is a platform for meaningful connections and honest conversations with people who are real, hardworking practitioners and high performers in the SaaS industry. We're here to learn and get inspired by them, and we hope you do too. Now, here's your host, George Cassiotis. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part, you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com awt and sign up for free. And now, back to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS SEO Show. I'm your host, George Cassiotis, and today I'm very excited to be joined by Dimitris Drakatos. Formerly at UK Fintech Unicorn Revolut, since October 2020, Dimitris has been leading all the SEO and ASO work at Peanut, the app connecting, connecting like-minded women through fertility, pregnancy, motherhood, at Minopause. Dimitris is one of the co-authors of Mastering In-House SEO, second edition, a Reforged Alumnus, a speaker at several SEO conferences like Brighton SEO and MeasureFest, a mentor at Growth Mentor, and a judge at the Drum Awards for Search. Dimitris, welcome to the show. Hi, George. Uh, hi, guys. It's really pre- a pleasure being among you. Um, have been seeing the show sometimes this one like I'm very excited being part and sharing any any of my knowledge any of my experiences with you I'm more than open to uh, answer a, to any of your questions and you know I'm pretty sure that we're gonna have uh, an, a great insightful discussion I'm sure I'm sure about that as well so uh, let's get started, but before we do, uh, I would really like to know some things about you. Uh, if you could share a couple of things uh, about you and uh, your journey so far, uh, it would be nice just so people know what has brought you to where you are today. Well, I'll start with uh, what I say, my first introduction to SEO world. It was around 10 years ago when I, when I actually got my first job as an editor in a news media website. Um, it was then when I saw that, you know, actually what you can write or like you, what you can edit on a website, um, it could be on the first page of Google. So, you, you know, you can see your piece of content signing. Uh, so I tried to, to learn more about it. And then, you know, I stumbled upon SEO 
um, for the first years have been, uh, you know, moving on, on different uh, um, positions around digital marketing. Uh, however, like on the past seven years, around seven years, I have been uh, focused on SEO. Um, I think it, it, the, the, the company that really, you know, changed my um, uh, way of thinking and, you know, moving from just uh, local Greek um, ACO digital marketing to, you know, more global was workable when, when I joined workable in 2018, beginning of 2018. So uh, I've been working for workable. Uh, at some point I felt that I need to, let's say, test my skills in a more global uh, landscape. Um, I had a dream always to work abroad and live abroad for, for some years. Um, and then the Revolut opportunity came. Um, probably you, you all know Revolut is among the top um, scale-ups unicorns uh, in Europe and the world. Uh, so I relocated 2019, I relocated to London for Revolut. And now after three years have been uh, also changed another job. I'm, I'm currently leading all things around ACO and ASO at Peanut. Um, and from from this journey what i've learned is like uh, it's very important to 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 chase your dreams um be very open-minded uh, i've learned so many things on, on on my career in different companies i have worked with uh with uh, just because i try to be open-minded and you know um, maybe people think that they know everything but at the end you know at the end of the day there are some some skills that you you don't have and everything um, is too important. So I, I dare you to change your dreams, you know. And, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's definitely... Move that's away a, from your comfort zone. This is my motto, move away from your comfort zone. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Now, let's get right into it. Um, you've managed to grow Peanuts organic traffic from zero to... Uh, 2.5, last time I checked, uh, million organics uh, per month, according to AHOs at least. Um, and my first question would be, it's something that I was wondering, have you noticed a correlation between increasing the website's organic visibility and getting more visibility on the App Store um, directly or, or indirectly? Have you noticed any correlations there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I can confirm, you know, that the number you're seeing on is like pretty aligned with uh, Google Analytics. Um, we've seen actually, uh, and it was kind of uh, um, a, a recent report that I had with the, with the company, like um, we've seen um, 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 a spike in trend on both, you know, um, branded terms and also um, uh, app downloads. The app downloads are kind of, you know, uh, mostly throughout the whole journey of you know this exponential growth organic exponential growth uh, but for the branded terms uh, the recent three to four months we've seen that there was a big uh, spike uh, although we haven't done much um, um, out of home uh, campaigns so uh, it was kind of you know uh, a matter of like you know more eyes um, seeing on, on a daily basis our website, our brand, 
we we need to do a lot more uh, things in terms of like um, describing what is peanut, making them you know understand like um, how we could you know <laughs> what we actually are, how we can support you know women especially, but. Um, even even now we, we we've seen a, a, a really big spike on on branded terms and you know awareness in total without um, spending many uh, big amount of money on on out of home campaigns at least for the past four to six months. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, one thing that I noticed um, and I really liked, by the way, uh, we may we may steal that uh, for our own clients, um, is the way you structure your posts on on Peanuts blog, uh, especially the fact that you have uh, very relevant in post uh, call to actions. For example, in a post about uh, I think it was baby poop or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you have you have a CTA that reads uh, more than. 3,800 uh, women are talking about baby poop, this specific topic uh, on Peanut. Uh, download the app to join the conversation. Uh, and I found, the, I found this to be brilliant, first of all. And I would like to know uh, whether or not you have seen that, you know what, having um, topically relevant CTAs actually helps in terms of getting uh, new uh, people at the door, uh, getting, getting signups. Um, and uh, also, uh, whether or not uh, starting the journey from a blog post and then being directed through a, a topically relevant CTA helps uh, overall in the customer journey and you know offering a, a, a better, um, I would say, customer experience for your uh, users and, and, and customers. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, the first year was mostly because we didn't have anything before. Uh, in terms of data, it was mostly on building um, our content, on building a strategy that, you know, um, a very solid strategy that could translate, you know, to growth in general. Uh, this has happened, and, you know, uh, once we have seen, you know, the, the early signs of, you know, this strategy actually, um, uh, you know, becoming more and more, uh, aggressive we thought that you know it's time for us also to think on the on the second stage which would be uh, the CRO the conversion rate optimization um, we have tested like at the beginning another pain point was that we were, had lack of resources so uh, we didn't have much internal support like most of our engineering team was uh, focused on the actual product the app uh, however and this is, I think, you know, um, another case study is like the the growth that we brought created the the demand and the appetite to build also uh, a lighter version of the app on the web, and at the same time build a dedicated web team. Once we had this web team, like you know, two web engineers, um, a front end designer. Um, uh, product owner specifically, you know, to help uh, with uh, anything that connects web and the app. Um, uh, like untitled are here, our hands, sorry, um, to uh, perform experiments and A-B tests. So we tried a lot of different, you know, um, assumptions. And what we actually uh, so that is performing really good, as you you, know, you may have noticed, is like 
trying to create, um, of course, on an, on an automated way, um, custom call to actions based on the topic, based on the, the, the topic relevancy. Uh, this will be, you know, instead of just download peanut, it would be like, you know, or like join a group. It was like, you know, there are X number. Um, to be honest, this number is not that accurate, but we're working on them just to give you transparency. But, you know, uh, uh, feel, you know, very close to the product because just it's not just a guide uh, for um, a question, a query you have, but it's also like, um, a way to introduce you to the product and how the product could actually answer your problems, which is, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's not just bringing traffic, but also uh, converting uh, at least uh, um, a decent amount of, of it. And number-wise, we've seen that uh, in just in three to four months, we managed to move like around increase our conversion rate around 2.5%, which is great, uh, especially if we, 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 we think that, you know, the, the numbers of visitors is huge. Like, so the next challenge, like, you know, to even to increase even more this conversion rate and at the same time increase the, um, the traffic. So have, you know, this simultaneous increase that would, you know, ideally generate the perfect combination. That's brilliant, and I really like this strategy. And as I mentioned, we may have to uh, steal it and and use it. Yeah, I mean, for, <laughs> for some of our clients as I, well. I'm pretty sure, like I, I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure that uh, it was probably stolen from another, you know, company. Like we 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 try to have you know bring some ideas like on the table and see like you know big brands are doing this, so we're kind of sharing thoughts, and we. One thing that I, I had from Revolut, and you know, uh, it's good that uh, Peanut guys also share kind of the same philosophies. Like, uh, I, I, I want to test everything and you know, quantify any decision I make. So I try not to have like you know assumptions only, but you know, um, uh, quantify everything you know and, and take data-driven decisions because at the end of the day, you know, numbers don't lie. Yeah, of course. Of course, I agree with you. Uh, speaking of content, um, I, I have the, the feeling that writing for such a sensitive topic, uh, pregnancy and motherhood, is not easy. I don't know exactly if this can be considered your money, your life. Uh, I guess that, you know, you know that better. Um, yeah. One thing that I noticed is that what you do to establish trust uh, with your readers and I can only assume with search engines as well, is to include a message at the bottom of every post that reads special thanks to Dr. Name uh, for fact-checking this article, which is something that we have seen in other uh, Your Money, Your Life uh, websites as well. And I really love that. I really love that. And I really think that this is a great way to, to establish trust among between you and your, your audience, your readers. Um, is there anything else that you do um, and that you've seen work and you can share with us in that context? Well, to be honest, this was the, like, um, again, when we started, we, you know, it's a, we're a startup, we need to, to move faster. So, um, fact check, 
and uh, medically review everything that we write was like um, um, a stage two or three, just like the commercial rate optimization. Uh, what we have seen is just like a, a small portion of, um, of the work, like on the, by the end of this year, we will, our aim is like to have all of our content either fact-checked or like medically review. I think this um, adds a big authority on the, on the content you write. Um, I wouldn't consider, you know, uh, at least not, not, not the majority of the content um, um, in your life, uh, at least for peanut, but um, there are some very sensitive topics and there are like some topics that are like more medically re related, scientific related. So uh, I think uh, at the beginning, we were kind of like thinking, okay, how we could approach this or like maybe, you know, it's not, it's not something that we could write because again, you know, we're, we're working with both um, external and in-house uh, people. So, you know, all of us are not doctors, um, but, you know, having someone to overview it um, definitely increased the authority. And the next step is like to introduce um, uh, podcasts, uh, we name them pods, but it's podcasts and groups that are like from experts. So at that point, like the peanut 2, 2.0 is like uh, having a lighter web version um, and having experts on their field uh, who are part of the community. So you can um, actually, you know, buy some of their uh, services. Um, you can tip them, you know, once they have their, their live podcast. Uh, and at the same time, you know, they could either write or like, you know, uh, medically review some of our, of our resources, uh, which, you know, will will make our content more, you know, uh, trustful. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and uh, I would like to see uh, taking things to, to the next stage uh, with regards to, to that. One thing that I noticed uh, since we, we are talking about content and producing content is that you have an impressively high publishing velocity for Peanuts blog. Uh, right now, uh, last time I checked at least, uh, you had um, more than 1,300 blog posts on your blog, which is impressive, okay? Um, especially if you consider the fact that most of these were published in the last year or so. Um, yeah. And I'd like to know how uh, your process looks like. What kind of on-page, let's say, optimization checkpoints you have in place and uh, what kind of checkpoints you have to make sure, to ensure quality uh, at such a big scale. Cool, yeah. Just, you know, to give you some, some clue, uh, our first blog article, like the blog itself was um, launched uh, about end of uh, October 2020, like when, like, like two months, two weeks after I joined Peanut. And our first piece of content, uh, ACO-focused content, was published uh, end of November, beginning of December 2020. So around like one and three months before uh, go. Um, so, yeah, I'm a big fan of this. Like, uh, let me give you um, s s some, some background uh, insights. Um, when I joined, like, there was nothing being done. 
in terms of SEO, um, it was just a website with like uh, a marketing website with just three, four landing pages. And, um, and as I said before, like even not a blog. Um, and our search competitors have been investing in SEO for several years. Uh, they had, uh, they have uh, much bigger domain authority and uh, an SEO, a strong SEO team. Um, so the the big bet for us was like how we could you know close this big gap in in a short period of time. Um, at that time, what what I you know my strategy, my approach was like to use publishing velocity. Um, it was actually a case study that presented on, on the last Brighton SEO, and actually it worked. So uh, probably you have seen it. I know that Ahrefs are already sponsoring your your show. Um, I'm in love with Ahrefs, like it's my go-to tool. So uh, good that they're also sponsoring this show. Um, so they, they recently introduced um, um, a metric that's called traffic potential, right? So before they actually introduced it, I was using it um, um, for, for my reports. And just, you know, to give uh, more clue on people that may haven't heard this, it's just like, you know, imagine that you have a keyword, the target keyword you want to rank. Um, so you just go, you search uh, on the keyword explorer, you see the first result for this for this given keyword, and then you hit on the site explorer, and you kind of uh, see the total traffic um, this first result for the given keyword gets. Because um, even if you um, um, optimize, let's say, for a baby poop, the, the land page won't rank just for baby poop, but for several hundreds or even thousands of keywords. Like I have written, I'm not a writer, I have written uh, um, a, a job offer templates or examples, I don't remember, um, article back in Workable three years ago, and it's like ranking, I mean, thousands of keywords, right? So um, you get this number, and imagine like if you cover five keywords, you have like a traffic potential of X. X. Um, if you cover like 50 keywords, you increase the traffic potential. You have a success rate, and by success, I mean, you know, being on the first page um, of like 20% on the first scenario, in the first case. This means that you get like, if we're talking about, let's say, um, 1,000 total traffic potential, you get 200, um, let's say, um, traffic, monthly traffic. If you increase your traffic potential, although probably your success rate would be um, decreased, uh, at the end of the day, the, 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 the pure, the plain number would be more. Um, uh, so this is like the first, you know, the first um, thing that I, I used to pitch my strategy. The second thing is like, you know, uh, the sooner, the, the more content you write, the sooner you cover, I'm a big fan of topic clusters, the sooner um, you cover a topic cluster, you move on the next one. So you build topical authority, which is, I think, very important uh, for both users and, and, and Google, right? So if Google sees, for example, like one of our unlockers was baby names, we try to cover everything around baby names, we still have uh, stuff to write about, but, you know, we kind of established our position around, you know, the top 
uh, websites for, for someone that, that someone could visit to, to you know to take uh, inspiration about you know how to name their babies um, we try to do it for several other topics right um, in some topics we had success in some not and we're kind of revisiting uh, but I guess in this case, using publishing velocity, uh, we managed to build uh, authority uh, super fast and also, you know, um, close this big gap. Um, the question about like how to, let's say, ensure that the, the quality. Um, at the beginning, we, were, we started around like publishing 30 to 40 articles on a monthly basis. Um, we had a framework where um, part of the process before, you know, making the, the its article live was someone from from, from from the brand team to ensure that, you know, what we say is um, correct and also it's aligned with the, the, the values and the brand identity. Um, at, after that, we, we've seen that, you know, once we increased a lot, once we ramped up our efforts in, in content creation, we saw that, you know, and it made sense that the guy who was the, the, the girl who was responsible to give the final sign off didn't have time, you know, to see all this content, to check all this content. So we said like, okay, we're going to skip this, but only once we, we reach the level where, you know, our uh, agency and then house person um, were in almost perfect level of no mistakes, no edits, nothing. So I think being consistent with, with the people you onboard and you, you, you use is very crucial. So, you know, if you try to have, you know, to find the cheaper option and you change writers or agencies every once per month, um, you will end up having you no know, consistency and, you know, uh, no freedom in terms of like you know being flexible and efficient uh, in, in in quality checks. If you keep consistency and you have you you, you onboard uh, people that you trust, people you have worked with, people you, that you have already proven their um, um, their skills, uh, then it will save you time. And of course, you know uh, I think being proactive and you know having. Uh, a content calendar, not just for the next one or two weeks, but you know, for for at least a quarter ahead, proactively, it would uh, save you time. And I always tend to um, create an SEO brief for each keyword. I try to have the you know to have an overview of its keyword. Um, take um, do a, a short analysis of the SERPs and see you know um, what the top result look like. Um, you know, either if it's a list or like you know, it's a VS or what's the difference or whatever. I think, you know, I, I'm not saying just copy what others do, but you know, it's a clear indication on on, on of you know what users and engines prefer to see on the top spots. And once you have you know this, it will help you build you know a brief where you have you know your keywords. I'm always chasing the the people's questions. Um, uh, and everything around feature snippets, you know, trying to to get as much of portion you have you you can for, for, from the search results. Uh, plus, um, make the writer understand 
your approach, how you imagine the the text structure, the article structure, and this, you know, although although at the beginning it will uh, you will spend a lot of time. At the end of the day, you'll have less back and forth, and you'll have a draft that is like pretty close to what you were imagining. So at the end of the day, you will have more time and less friction. Yeah, that sounds very good. And thanks for explaining. Uh, do you face follow up to that? Would be do you face any issues, uh, indexation issues, like by publishing so much content? Uh, yeah. Good question, good question. So, to be honest, one problem that we were facing once we, we started working with, um, actually with the blog in PubliceCon was just because we didn't have um, uh, any authority there. Um, we have seen that Google um, was kind of uh, um, indexing our uh, blog sitemap every week or so. So it wasn't that often. Once we have increased our content production and we actually increased the total number of posts, I've seen that, you know, this one week to 10 days um, reduced to like three, four days. Now it's daily. Uh, but because we have uh, a community at the app and we try to have some of the user-generated content um, on the web, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting a lot and I'm, I'm kind of uh, a pain in the ass for the product people. Um, very strict to, to which uh, UGC is being indexed. Not being live, but being indexed. I'm, I'm trying to um, regulate and, you know, control because uh, imagine that, you know, right now we don't have any issues, but... Um, if you know, if we, if you don't control, you know, your content that is being indexed and offered to Google, you will fall uh, into two big issues, uh, and this was the case for us as well: keyword cannibalization and um, crawl budget. So, we I, I have seen that before scaling the content and before controlling the UGC, um, we were kind of competing ourselves, and we had. Um, UGC posts that were talking randomly in f for for the same content that we were trying to run with you know uh, a paid and well structured blog post. So what we did was like you know let's see of the existing UGC posts which of them actually uh, competes with the blog, and also um, after that by default anything is like no indexed and you know once we say yes it getting it gets indexed and <clears throat> sorry and crawl budget wise you know going from three to four k pages to i don't know have like around 50 or 100k posts you know it will definitely destroy um, um all of our work because like at the end of the day we will have you know you know a million of pages and probably you know the most important ones will probably get in indexed like every once in a while not um, uh, as often as we want so at the moment we don't have any issues but i'm fighting uh, for this like and i hope that you never will uh i guess my last <laughs> question would be um we discussed content creation we haven't discussed 
Conda ideation. Um, you mentioned earlier topic clusters and uh, trying to go after a topic and then after covering this topic and establishing yourself for this topic, um, I guess possibly going after the next one. Uh, I'd like to know how your Conda ideation process looks like and how even from the very beginning you, you structured strategy, con strategy in your mind like these are the topics that we need to build authority and become, you know, um, like as much visible for as possible. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like to, to, to learn a few things about your logic and uh, the, the process that you're following uh, and also what, drive, what drives the strategy uh, and what has driven the strategy since day one. Cool. So um, I think at the beginning, as I said before, it was kind of, you know, um, a bit, you know, um, we didn't have any data, right? So this was very, very um, chaotic, uh, like where to choose from. Uh, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, along with the keyword research, performing competitive research, like, uh, there are some, um, there are some, you know, keyword ideas that are pretty obvious once you look at, you know, um, competitors' websites. So, you know, you know, just you know, have an idea, have a clue of where to start. Um, competitors, search competitors, uh, could be a goal to think. Um, for me, you know, in order to prioritize, I try always to cluster the keywords in let's say three pillars the one is like you know low-hanging fruits so keywords that are not cannot be clustered they're more individual but um, combine um, a decent keyword difficulty so anything you know this is also you know depending on on the on your domain authority but assuming that you know you have a domain authority of of like 57 we have uh, for peanut um, I'm, 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 I'm taking anything below 25 to 30, maximum 30, keyword difficulty. And decent monthly search is, let's say, 200 uh, or 300, starting from 300. Uh, because, you know, even if you are like the top result and you have a CTR of around 30%, if you know, if you have like 10 monthly searches, this translates to three clicks. Unless it's a keyword saying like, you know, um, how to buy uh, the the full package of Minutia? Um, you know, uh, doesn't make sense. You know, to to at least start from this uh, long tailed keyword. Um, the second pillar is like the clustered ones. So you know, topic clusters uh, starting with the pillar pages, cluster pages, etc. And third one is like the branded ones. For Evolve, we had so many branded, so it made sense. For Pinot, we didn't have many, but still, you know, the intent is pretty high. So anything like that could, um, uh, let's say, um, you can leverage in order to drive more, you know, installs or sales or whatever. It's a no-brain for you to optimize. Um, so... Again, I think it's a matter of like um, prioritization, like how you prioritize the keywords. I do this prioritization and also like um, think of the product. Like for Peanut, uh, we have like the live stages. 
So it's like, you know, no brainer for me, you know, to start uh, based on the personas to start, you know, um, doing the keyword research based on the on the life stage. So we have uh, fertility, which is getting pregnant, uh, uh, pregnancy, motherhood, um, menopause, which was, you know, once the, the last life stage of the life stages that we have added, um, lifestyle, this type of stuff. Um, after, you know, like at the beginning, there were so many keywords. So I tried to, you know, prioritize based on the model that I described. After that, you know, I get inspiration from talks happening inside the app. Like I get some um, feedback from from product people. Like, you know, I've seen that there's a lot of demand on the sex side that I didn't think of, you know, as a potential, like or a hot topic. So this one, um, forums and all this stuff, yes. But honestly, at the stage that we are, we have a lot of keywords unwritten, although, you know, we, we have written a lot of content um, that I haven't reached this um, 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 layer of, of, of depth. But yeah, I, I do believe that, you know, um, Reddit or other, you know, uh, forums could be uh, a great source of inspiration for you, you know, once you reach a plateau of, of keywords. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I like that. And I had a, a similar conversation with other SEO professionals as well, especially about Reddit. Um, how it can be, and we are using it, by the way, as well, uh, when we are uh, doing keyword and audience research for our clients, uh, how it can be a great source of, of inspiration. Um, so thanks for sharing that. Uh, we are... And Quora, right? right. Yeah, Quora. Quora, Quora as well. I agree. I agree with you. Um, we are running over time, but before we uh, wrap things up, I would like to ask what you feel, because you are in the space for many, many years now, and I would like to know... Uh, just a, a brief comment on the future of uh, SEO and ASO. What do you think the future holds? Well, I think for SEO, what I have, what, what I've seen, uh, you know, uh, uh, unless something really strange happened, or like you know, the World War Three. I know, like we, we we're living in a present time. Um, I think you know, the demand will grow. Like uh, I, I think. Like COVID was an unlocker for us as well, for, for, for the SEO professionals. Um, companies have seen that, you know, uh, it's, it doesn't make sense to depend only on paid stuff. Um, and anyone who has invested in SEO in, and in, in creating evergreen content was among the, the winners there once, you know, the budgets were suspended. So I think this, this has created a huge demand for our business. And this is like what generates a lot of competition. So I think, you know, demand and competition. Uh, so um, the more demand, the more competition. So uh, SPNAT, for example, yeah, we appeared, we did this boom, but I'm pretty sure at some point there will be one or two guys like me working for a company like Peanut and try to, you know, conquer the results. So, yeah, I would say demand, huge demand. Like, I, 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 I don't see that the foreseeable future, like one, two years, it would be a decrease on the appetite for businesses to uh, work with either in-house or um, agency SEOs. 
but also like uh, the competition to grow. Uh, I would say like, but just, you know, as a joke that, you know, uh, voice search and all this stuff, like people are mentioning, you know, voice search is like something that, you know, every time, you know, every, every time that I'm, I'm reading some stuff about like, what's the future, like I see, you know, people saying like, oh, voice search is like, it's coming, it's coming. But I mean, at the end, you know, once you have a great content that is, you know, um, it gives quality and it answers what people are searching. There's no need for you to afraid about algorithm updates, about product updates, about anything. And for ASO, I think um, two things for the future would be like, I see for, 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 for the product itself that the algorithms from, from both uh, Apple and Google, it's also Huawei, but it's mostly Google and Apple, it will become, you know, more sophisticated than, let's say, smart, because, like, at the moment, it's not that smart and complex as, you know, of course, Google or, like, um, other search engines. And also, I think, you know, the skill set will become more popular. Um, I mean, in, in some regions like US, UK, it's, it, it's kind of common skill set, but, you know, for other regions, it's not that common. And I see, you know, in the next one or two years that these skills will become more popular. And also the demand um, um, will be actually more, more requested, actually. Yeah, I agree. And especially when it comes to that last point uh, with regard to, I guess you're referring to um, the fact that some local markets are easier to compete uh, and are mm. easier to dominate, let's say. It's something that we have definitely have definitely seen with our own clients uh, as well. Like, you cannot really compare any market, for that matter, uh, from an organic search standpoint, with the U.S., for example. Uh, and I think that there are many untapped opportunities there uh, in other markets. And um, at the same time, since there is opportunity, uh, there will be demand and there will be need for skills. So, definitely agree on that. Well, that was all very insightful. Uh, Dimitri, I want to thank you very much. But before we go, could you please uh, share a quick call to action for uh, our listeners? Where can people find more about you uh, and get in touch if they want to? First of all, I'd like to thank you. I, uh, I wish we had more time. Like The discussion is really, really good and insightful. So... Um, you can find me easily on, on LinkedIn. I'm very active. Uh, I have my personal website. To be honest, um, I haven't updated since ages, but um, I'm already um, um, have plans and you know actually some posts that are going to go live on the next upcoming months. So stay tuned. It's uh, dimitrisdrakatos.com and also at Twitter like at uh, dimitrisdrakatos. That makes sense. This was, uh, I guess that the title for this episode will be something in the lines of from zero to 2.5 million in uh, organic uh, visits uh, per month. I hope that the next time that we will bring you on, uh, it will be something from 2.5 <laughs> to 10. Okay, let's see, let's see about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aim big, aim big and dream big. Like that's my motto as well. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. one. I like that. Best, best way to close this. Dimitris, <laughs> thank you very much for being on the show. Cheers. Thank you for staying with us until the end. Before you go, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, 
and technical audits. The best part, you can now use AHrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com AWT and sign up for free. Another episode of the SaaS SEO Show has wrapped. We hope this episode has taught you something new too. We'd like you to connect with us so you can keep up with all the new content that we're creating. Before you go, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast and over at our YouTube channel where we upload the video version of this and every episode. Until next time.